Welcome to the Love Your Story podcast. This is a special edition with Becky Andrews. Eric Weinmeier, a blind extreme adventurist, climbing Mount Everest and all kinds of other fabulous adventures, said, quote, strength, courage, and resiliency exist in everyone. But they start as a tiny spark, and it's only through facing challenges that they grow and blaze into the force that directs our lives, unquote. Becky Andrews is here today to talk about that, to talk about resiliency. She is a blind woman who has not let her blindness hold her back from creating a story filled with accomplishment and experience. She is a clinical director of Resilience Solutions, Inc., a motivational speaker, a licensed clinical mental health counselor, a mom, a wife, a business owner, a marathon runner, having run both the New York City Marathon and the Boston Marathon, as well as a biker who tandem bikes with her husband all over the Western United States. This woman doesn't let anything hold her back. And today, I welcome her to this special edition of Finding Your Personal Resilience, where she's going to share her tried and true program for making it through those encounters with our dragons and being able to walk away from the fight, resilient. She's going to give us a few hero tools. Welcome to the podcast. How did you come up with this resiliency plan and what is it? You know, I think I, after connecting with many people over years, studying what what helped them be resilient, reading a lot of different articles, there were some common themes, some common traits that I found emerged and found that as I, as I put those together, created a plan and I think you know when when we're going through difficult times to feel like okay I've got a plan I've got some some things that can help me through this can just feel real empowering you know you think about the definition of resiliency what is it to me it's that ability to bounce back or cope in the face of challenges do that in a healthy way feel transformed and energized and that doesn't you know that doesn't come easily or necessarily right at the time of the challenge it's a process Mm. so um i think that's important to remember that that we have to give ourselves permission for the for the process and the time that it takes so what are the tools what are the resilient factors well i love um I love the concept of thriving. Coping, coping is kind of getting by, you know, managing, surviving. Thriving is flourishing, prospering, growing. And so um, these, these factors can help us get back to thriving. The first one that, that is something that I think is easy to, to miss is the importance of articulating our feelings. You know, to have some ways that we get to share our emotions. Part of the process is to just come in and and talk to someone and to put it out there. So I encourage people to find their support system. Who lets you just share your feelings? Who validates them? Not the fixers, but just the ones that are are present with you. Mm. So talking, sharing having some supportive people around you is really important. 
You know, I, I bet this is a lot easier for women than it is for men, huh? That talking process? Yeah, I think women naturally gravitate toward moving into community mm -hmm. and sharing their feelings with each other. And for men, culturally, that's a little bit more taboo. You have to have... It's a little harder, yeah. yeah. They tend to, you know, go do an activity versus, you know, kind of going to lunch and talking and sharing about their feelings. Yeah. But it's so important. You think once we once we put that out there to someone else, it, it lessens our load. Mm -hmm. So I encourage people to get creative on, on how to first honor and recognize those feelings. Mm. To, to just know that whatever they're feeling is real, valid. Feelings have one ambition, to be felt. Mm. And so when, if we... Some people like to write, some people like to draw, some people do physical activity Okay, some so it, way. it doesn't all have to be talking then. Right, yeah, some way that you're identifying, that you're checking in. How am I feeling today? You know, boy, I've got some anger. Okay, we all feel anger at times. How am I going to process that? What's going to help me work through my anger? That's the key, is finding healthy ways to work through our emotions. So the first step for everyone listening is you need to honor your feelings, you need to articulate those feelings, and that can be done through writing or talking to someone in a safe space where you feel that you can explore those emotions. Yeah, yeah, and you know what goes, probably a subheading underneath that one is the importance of self-care, to nurture ourselves. Mm. We've got these difficult emotions going on, usually when we're in the midst of a difficulty, and to recognize that we need to take care of ourselves. And we need to take care of ourselves in five areas, emotional, social, physical, cognitive, spiritual. So again, to just kind of be tuned into what nurtures me in those areas. The more we know that beforehand, it becomes a reference point. Mm -hmm. you know, if I know that Socially, I, I know who is, who is that person that I can just go and have fun with and that I feel nurtured, then it's going to help me, you know, during those difficult times, mm -hmm. knowing who to turn to, you know, you could break that down in each of those areas. Yeah, having that plan set up. So I was listening to a book on tape on happiness the other day, and the research that the authors were presenting were showing how women often feel guilty when they take self-time. That was one of the main roadblocks that these authors were running into. They were doctors, and as they would present their, the importance of self-care to happiness, you know, to just a general well-being and living in a happy state, that self-care was an important part of that. And so the women would come to their workshops, and they would learn about it, and they'd say, this is a great idea. And then when they would check back with them, fewer and fewer women were actually implementing it, like they could see the value, but then the implement, implementation sort of stopped short because they felt guilty mm -hmm. for taking care of themselves because it was taking away time from family or relationships or other obligations they felt like they needed to be doing. But if you think about it, what better gift to help those around us if we're in a, if we're in a good space? If we've, you know filled our tank, so to speak, or nurtured ourselves, then we then we're able to give we're able to give back. So what step
step number two, Becky? We need to be, step two is being proactive and open to growth, allowing our challenges to be our teachers. And I think this is a, this is a, a mindset, even at, you know, different times in the day, you know, to take a deep breath and say, okay, what, what can I learn from this? How can I grow? You know, there's, there's a lot of quotes that I love. Charles Swindle says, we're all faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. When we shift that mindset and say, okay, you know, this is difficult, but what can I learn? How can I grow in this situation? Just keeping that mindset can help us kind of look for, see the opportunities that might come our way. I think that's imperative to to growth, to living life, to finding purpose from our experiences too. You know, one of the main things that I found in reframing that I find in helping people reframe is that if you can find that meaning and purpose behind what your challenge was, you can come to a place of peace with that and allow it to be what it was, even if it was really horrible, because you learned right. something from it or you were able to repurpose yeah. it for another use. So I yeah. think that's a huge that's awesome. key. Yeah. yeah. That shift helps, you know, kind of helps us keep going. Yeah. What's key number three? We, this is a little bit of a repeat probably, but it's an, an important, has its own spot. To, the importance of making and keeping healthy reciprocal relationships. We all need to feel understood. We all need to feel validated. And we, we, we both need to give and receive, you know, that importance of, of healthy relationships and all the different resilience, you know, traits, factors. That's, that's a pretty consistent one that, that, that keeps us going, that keeps us moving when we have a, a good team with us. So what you're saying then is in order to be resilient, we need to actively create healthy reciprocal relationships around us, whether it's family or friends or a spouse, but there needs to be um, someone there that we can get that support from. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, enroll others in our lives. That's not easy. Sometimes that can feel a little vulnerable. But um, I know I know as a um, person who's blind, I need I I need to enroll others to mm. you know whether it's simple things or bigger things. I need to reach out and and have people on my team. And I think that's not you know I'm not isolated in that. That's that's really helpful and healthy to to have a have a, a support team around us. No, I think at our office, we do a lot of support groups. Mm. We do, you know, when people going through difficult times, we create support groups. And so we, we see that dynamic where, you know, people are helping each other. Suddenly they feel like they're not, they're not alone in there. An example is a bereavement support group. You know, mm. they come in and they're, they have a loved one that they're missing dearly. Suddenly they, they meet, you know, six other people that also have someone that they're missing. And so they're, they're shared in that connection and also, you know, shared in thinking about each other. They start, they start bringing 
um, you know, treats for each other and co sharing quotes that help them that might help someone else. So this, you know, this just beautiful empathy, support, connection. It doesn't need to take a lot of time. And, and certainly when we're in a difficult time, we not, we're, someone may feel overwhelmed and not, not have a lot to give, but that simple text, mm. phone call, writing a note, you know, it can be simple ways that, that help, that help on both ends. Yeah. You know, the giver and the receiver. By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Yeah. So what's number four? Authenticity. That's an interesting one that, that just that message of being ourselves, being true to ourselves, knowing who we are, you know, to not, to not feel like we need to put on a mask, show up in different ways, to just be really true to ourselves actually gives us, gives us energy and the ability to then do more once we feel like we're being authentic and true to ourselves. That comes with practice. Like, you know, the, the more we keep reminding ourselves to do that, it be, I think it becomes easier. Well, and I think you're more beautiful when you're authentic. You know, nobody, right. nobody can be you but you. And you yeah. can't be anything but you and really pull it off very well. So right. when, when you're being your best self, you're going to be authentic. And that's just a beautiful, strong way to live. And like you're pointing out here, it helps you to be resilient. It's a healthy way to live. So what's number right. five? Identifying your personal strengths and utilizing them. That maybe, you know, seems, seems obvious, but sometimes we... We forget or we don't know what maybe our key strengths are that help us. There's an excellent test that you can go online and take that will help you identify what your what your key strengths are. Because really, you know, we we have we all have strengths within us and if we use our strengths, some of the examples are gratitude, leadership appreciating nature, sense of humor. I mean, they're, they're all encompassing. There's, there's 24 of them. Mm -hmm. But if we, if we use, if we identify what our natural strengths, we like to work on others, but if but those that are just our natural strengths that we're drawn to, if gratitude is a, is a key strength for someone, then they're gonna, then it's gonna naturally help them in their resiliency journal journey to sit down and note what they're grateful for. That example, certainly gratitude is good for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, that could be a whole other conversation when we're going through something that's stretching us to, to kind of be able to know these are my natural strengths. This is what comes easy for me and I can draw on those. It helps. It just will help us move along. I think that a lot of times when we're not focusing on what we have to give and what our strengths are, then we got get caught up in this feeling of inadequacy or frustration that we're not perfect because everybody has a completely different set of strengths. And when you focus on what you have to give, then you are putting out into the world what you came to put out into the world. You're, you are mm -hmm. forming the web 
basically, you know, the, the weave of the fabric of everyone. And when everyone's pieces are woven in, then everybody feels that strength from, you know, everyone around them. You create a strong fabric together. Okay, so what's number six? So the next one we're on is generating alternatives. Creativity. Finding finding options, choices. Again, a lot of the um, research, the different traits, lists of traits talk about this important trait of being able to be creative, flexible. Hmm. You know, how often, if we're in a difficult time, usually plan A has not worked out for us. Mm-hmm. And so we're, you know, the more we can kind of go, okay, let me see about plan B or plan C or, you know, looking at some options, being creative on our finding a way to do something. I helps. like it. Yeah, I like that a lot. You can't really control necessarily all the things that are going on around you or to you, but you can control um, your creative options for how to deal with them. We are put in that situation where, you know, we have all sorts of external circumstances that are beyond our control. But we get to choose how we respond to them and, and and we have options. Mm, I love that. Even we're in situations where we're like, ah, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. it's not worked out and I don't know. But we all, to remember that there's always some choice. I often with a young client, I'll let them choose what color, what color of crayon would you like to use today? You know, mm. what, which chair would you like to sit in? Just kind of a subtle reminder that, that we have, have choices. Number seven. Sense of humor. I love you, you think about that. Sometimes that's hard and there and certainly um, we we need to be the one that finds our sense of hu- finds the humor in our situation. You know, it's not helpful when we're going through a difficult time for someone else to <laughs> point that out to us. <laughs> Something, you know, it's it's we're these are resilient traits, so so it needs to be us that can that can find something funny about a difficult situation. One quick example that comes to mind for me personally is um, I had met two friends that also had a, have a degenerative eye condition and we were going to get a picture taken. And so me being um, almost totally blind, I'm, I'm like pulling them in for this picture and all of a sudden I realized like we realize that I'm pulling in this extra person that also <laughs> has walked by. <laughs> so, this dinner of us kind of sharing some difficulties, one of them had been newly diagnosed, suddenly became this moment of laughter where we could find some humor in a situation that maybe had a side, you know, if you took it too far, it was like, oh, well, this is why that happened. Mm. But we were able to find the find the humor. Find you know, it just it just helps us be lighter and just kind of step back and you know, we be we become a little bit more in an observant role. So what's the next step? Seeing gratitude. We talked a little bit about that, but just that, mm. that whole that whole practice of con- of gratitude that that connects us to people, that connects us to 
outdoors, indoors, you know, just just gives us peace. If we just take a minute to reflect on what we're grateful for. And there's many ways to many ways to do that. Certainly gratitude journal. Some people have a jar that at the end of the day they might say, What went well today? What am I grateful for? Jot something down and put it in the jar. End of the year you have these lots of lots of things to reflect on. Even if you just do it at some point in the day to stop and say, Okay, you know, there's a lot that's hard right now. What's you know, what what do I have to be grateful for? So you have one more one more step in the list to resiliency, don't you? Yeah, so so this one is finding your meaning and purpose in life. And I know that can feel that can feel big, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's our your meaning and purpose for the day. It doesn't have to be a big lofty goal at times, you know, depending on where we're at and what we're dealing with. It might change, but to just to find our purpose, our meaning helps us, you know, helps us get up in the day, helps us helps us move, helps us be energized, helps us get through those those times that we're stretched and we wonder, can I do this? This feels too much to be able to go, yeah, but this is these are my values and this is what I want to do in my life, so I can do this. You know, anytime you have purpose, you you can overcome obstacles and push past things and keep going anytime you have purpose. I mean, this, this mm-hmm. is a, a crucial point because if you're to wake up every morning, you don't have to work. You don't, you know, you have no purpose. You Maybe you have no one to take care of. You're, I mean, these are the people who sort of shrivel up and die. That purpose is huge. Do you have any tips as a clinical therapist that you would give to clients to help them get clear on what their purpose is? Yes. <laughs> There's so many. Like, I, I usually invite clients to start with, reflecting on what do they love and that might seem pretty simplistic but to just kind of open it up to those start brainstorming what brings me joy starts taking us to that meaning and purpose place what would an ideal day look like for you and you think rarely does that involve much to do with money it's pretty clarifying for people what would an ideal day look like who would be there what would I be doing? Then we go through a list of their values, kind of just exploring where do I want to show up in life and what do I need to do to get there? Because usually a lot of times we, we have a sense of what we want to do, what we want our meaning and purpose in life to be. But then we have this other little voice going, yeah, but you can't do that. Who do you think you are, you know? And so that's where we can go, can work with that and and kind of create that that meaning, that purpose, that that mantra. If you keep focused on your vision and your purpose of what you want and a belief that you can do it, replacing those small negative stories with more positive ones, which is, you know, just a story tool actively replacing I can't do it to, I'm awesome, I've got this. Taking the bad ones out, putting the good ones in, and 
that's the process of, of using story in, in that sense. So I thank you very much for sharing your, your process of finding your personal resilience and the things that have worked for you. Do you have any parting ideas or summation of this personal resilience plan that you would like to share? You know, we touched on it. I think it's so important. Self-compassion, being, being kind to ourselves. When we tap into that, it really helps us thrive. It helps us just take on all of these steps better. And so to give ourselves permission to work through the process, to be kind, compassionate to ourselves, you know, to realize that we can do it. You know, the human spirit is stronger than anything that can happen to it. Love that. Thank you, Becky, so much. And you are a great example of that because having to deal with not having your eyesight, you know, every, every day, especially while you were first over the years that you were adapting to it, there were new things to figure out, new things to learn how to do in a different way, new things that you had to be resilient about. So you know these things firsthand. I appreciate you sharing them with us and with the listeners. And thanks for being here today.